Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Searching for Service. I'm Kelly Kirk, and with me is Joseph Kirk. We are very excited to have a guest in-house today, Elaine Bauman. Um, But before we get into that... Yeah, I thought I would share our purpose of our show. And the purpose of our show is to connect... Uh, future and current Rotarians through service and to tell amazing stories of not only of service projects that we've done in the past, but also the awesome organizations that we help support as well. And all of this is to help you, the listener, connect to Rotary as we believe it is the best vehicle for service. Ooh. That was good. Loved it. So welcome to our guest, Elaine, and welcome to our listeners as well. We're excited to have our listeners tune in and hear and learn all about you. And so um, really for this first section, we're going to dive into everything about you. To you, the person. Yes, yes. (laughs) And then we'll dive into the STEP program so our listeners know a little bit more about that as well. But... Let's go ahead and get started. Tell us, where are you from? I'm from River Falls, Wisconsin. And, uh, and you made the trek. <laughs> I made the trek over here. Just, just under an hour. Yeah. I love it. I well, love it. It's so nice having having you in studio. You know, mm-hmm. we do this in all different formats. We'll have people that are virtual. We've had people from the other side of the the world um, on the show, but it's always the best when they can come in studio because we can kind of drive off of each other and we get yeah. a little bit more information from one another. So it's it's really great to have you in studio. Absolutely. Are you are you like originally born and raised in Wisconsin? Yes. In fact, I was okay. born and raised in River Falls. Okay. <laughs> so you're a fellow Wisconsinite, as I like to say. I was born and raised in La Crosse, Wisconsin. Okay. Have you spent so. your whole life in River Falls? Have you moved and come back? I moved and, and came back. We call those okay. boomerangs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a towny <Okay>. boomerang. <laughs> yep, yep. And that's, I mean, that is certainly the case with a lot of my fellow friends down in La Crosse, too. So, um, so with that being said, where did you transition from, um, transition to from River Falls? Um, well, I, I went to college in River Falls, so I stayed all the way through my early 20s and then taught in uh, southern Minnesota, in Stewartville, Minnesota, for a couple of sure. years. Yep. And then um, my husband and I got married, and I moved to Lafayette, Indiana with him, where he was in, in school at Purdue, and spent a year in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, and mm-hmm. then... Moved back to South St. Paul for, you know, back to the area and lived in South St. Paul for nine years and uh, then eventually moved back to River Falls. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you've been around. Yeah. Very nice. pretty Pretty Midwestern. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. There really isn't. That's why we're all here. We yeah. love the Midwest. Yeah. We And and. We also love the damage that ensues from snow, too. So we're just love that. Or snowmageddon. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. So tell us, what did you do, um, like, or what do you do you do, and what what have you done? What was the career path for you? Um, well, uh, I was a music teacher, uh, okay. instrumental music band, and I had taught in each of the locations that um, 
where we lived. And then eventually, as we moved back to River Falls, I taught for five years there and then uh, moved into administration and spent mm. the last 20 years of my career as a middle school and then a high school principal. Very nice. Oh, wow. Yeah. Finished up as a principal. Mm-hmm. Moving up the ranks. <laughs> and then how did you find Rotary and all of that? Um, I think my first introduction to Rotary was when I was middle school principal and my son received, my older son received uh, a scholarship from uh, the newly formed Rotary Club in River Falls. Hmm. And so um, the the little bubble, you know, lit up and Rotary was uh, on the radar screen for me. Then I became high school principal and was invited to join Rotary, but... Uh, did not right away, um, you know, for just a number of reasons. But, but after um, after a little while, I was finally convinced to join Rotary, and I've been very happy that I did. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And so, are you a part of um, which Rotary was it that you joined? River, River, River it Falls. was River Falls. Yeah, okay, River cleverly Falls. named. So, yeah. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so then, um, I, I guess. I wasn't aware of this, that 5960 goes across the border into Wisconsin, too. Yes, it goes all the way to, uh, well, near Richmond and north, up to okay. Hayward and Webster, Wisconsin. Sure. So okay. there's a, a, a long swath of Wisconsin uh, up north that is included in 5960. Mm-hmm. Very, very interesting. Um, so how long have you been a part of Rotary, then? Uh been in Rotary since about 2007, I think. Okay. Um, wow. That's 25 or years. Well, right? 16. <laughs> or 16. <laughs> sounds, Math. Like need, sounds like I need to go <laughs> back like, to school. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> Feels like 25 years ago. <laughs> so then I, I'm assuming this is how um, the STEP program came to fruition. And we'll talk about that mm-hmm. here in the next section, of course. But um, that's I'm assuming that's how you were introduced. Uh, yes, through through Rotary Youth Exchange. Um, <clears throat> when I was uh, first in in Rotary, I was helpful. I was on the Rotary, what do they call it, the Youth Exchange Committee. Okay. But I uh, waited until I retired um, to be the Youth Exchange Officer because it was an awkward position, you know, to be. Um, and actually, Rotary has regulations about not having somebody in authority in school being oh, sure. uh, being the youth exchange officer. So, but I was always hmm. interested in the exchange programs. We've hosted exchange kids uh, in our own home. Hmm. Um, our own kids have traveled abroad, and we've traveled abroad with our kids. So, um, I always always was interested in the youth exchange kids that came into the high school, and then eventually. Um, was in, intrigued by helping out you know students that were going abroad and coming abroad and coming from abroad. What was your favorite location that you had a student from? Oh, Spain. <laughs> Spain? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And and is that what was the reasoning behind that? Well, um uh, for a while, I took my Rotary Youth Exchange hat off and I became a host parent. Sure. And um she lived with us then for four months, and it was so fun. After having two grown-up boys, 
um, it was fun to have a girl in the house, mm-hmm. and they got a kick, a large charge out of getting uh, having a little sister, you know, <laughs> to spoil. And um, and we've kept in contact with this young lady. That's and great. So I traveled to Spain a couple of years ago, and we and visited with her there. And so yeah, that was that's my favorite. That that is so. Um, awesome and unique at the same mm-hmm. time too. I was, I was going to ask if part of the reason was because there was a swap, and then it gave you guys the opportunity to go over there as well. But personally, <laughs> it sounds like you just went over there to yeah. Spain. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, where in Spain was it? Just out of curiosity. Alicante on the east coast. It's a re- okay. kind of a resort town. Okay. Beautiful area. Well, and who did we just have on? That is the. Country officer, officer. Uh, Eric. Eric. Yeah, Eric. Eric Johnson. Yeah, so yeah. what a great connection there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you and do you have close connection and conversations with Jackie and Eric then? Because this is all through North Star, correct? Right. Right. All the time. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you guys are in very close communication. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we're all part of the leadership team. And we kind of skipped over it a little bit. So sorry about that. Is like, can you tell us your title within North Star? Like, um, I am the step team leader. Okay. And then I, we're going to get into that. That's the short-term exchange, exchange program. program. Yep. Right. STEP is the acronym for that. Yeah. Which is, which is fun because we've had a lot of exposure in talking to the long, the, the longer range um, mm-hmm. time frame. But we're really excited to hear a little bit more about the, the shorter term, um, what differentiates it and, and those type of things. So i tell you what, what is one fun fact about yourself that – you'd be willing to share with our audience. Oh. <laughs> that even like your fellow Rotarians would be like, really? <laughs> mm. That's a good one. Um, well, even though I, it wasn't a youth exchange uh, experience, I, at 18, I worked abroad for a summer. Um, okay. I, I, Where? <laughs> Canada? <laughs> no, no, Mom, that's Austria. A little village Ooh, Austria. in Austria. It was oh. a little ski village. Uh, and I found out about it um, from an ad in a New Yorker magazine, Jobs Abroad, you know, apply here. <laughs> oh, my gosh. In the how New cool Yorker. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. how. And uh, um, I, I was excited about it. I shared it with three other friends. We all did it that summer. We all went abroad that summer and worked. And... We weren't working in the same place, but it was kind of a, a shared experience when we came back. That going to college as a freshman was easy. <laughs> Love it. Awesome. Look awesome. at that perfect timing. As a reminder, you are listening to Searching for Service. I'm Kelly Kirk. And I'm Joseph Kirk. Don't miss Leonard Skinner, Darius Rucker, Ario Speedwagon, and Tyler Hubbard at Lakefront Music Fest, July 14th and 15th at Lakefront Park in Prior Lake. Leonard Skinner headlines July 14th with Ario Speedwagon and Blackstone Cherry. Darius Rucker headlines July 15th with Tyler Hubbard of Florida Georgia Line and Joe Nichols. Tickets available at LakefrontMusicFest.com. That's LakefrontMusicFest.com. Produced by Prior Lake Rotary. 
Riverbend Nature Center is a free nonprofit natural habitat in Faribault, Minnesota, with 743 acres, the straight river, and 10 miles of trails. Despite no public funding, it offers educational programs to almost 10,000 youth and families annually. Riverbend seeks your feedback on its new strategic plan at rbnc.org backslash strategic dash planning by March 30th. Thank you for your time. Hello and welcome back to Searching for Service, brought to you by Rotary District 5950 and 5960. I'm Kelly Kirk. And I'm Joseph Kirk. As a reminder, you can find us on your favorite podcast platforms. And we love the five-star reviews. <laughs> Tell you what, audience, we've, we've gotten some of our numbers back, and thank you so much for supporting our show. We've been pleasantly surprised by the number of viewers that we are seeing. So thank you all yes, for tuning you. in. Thank you very much. Um, if you're tuning in for the first time, we have Elaine Bauman with us. She is um, the team lead for the STEP program through North Star. And so you guys might be wondering, what the heck is the STEP program? And so, Elaine, I'll let you take the floor and share what is the STEP program. Well, STEP, S-T-E-P, is the acronym for the Short-Term Exchange Program. Uh, it's different from the regular exchange program or what we refer to as the long term um, in that it is a, it's, it's a summer program usually. I mean, we're, there are some, some um, exceptions, but it's generally a program that occurs in the summer. It could be a family-to-family exchange, uh, which is usually about a two-month exchange, or it could be a camp, um, an international camp that's available to students yeah. um, Many of them are available in Europe, and those are usually two weeks to three, two to three weeks in length. Um, the short-term exchange program, the most common is the family-to-family, and that is where two high school students between the ages of 15 and 17 um, get paired together uh, based on common interests, and the uh, students spend one month in one country and then together mm-hmm. another, the other the other month, the second month, in the other country. So they are – it's not just two students. It's really a family to family. Yeah. The whole okay. family is involved on each side. Okay. So um, let me just make sure that I'm following correctly. Mm-hmm. So let's say, for instance, somebody was coming here first to the mm-hmm. United States from, let's say, Spain. Mm-hmm. And so it's – they're here for those couple of months with that family. And then after that – period of time, then there's the exchange and they do it over there in Spain Correct. as well, Correct. just with the student. So the Correct. student then goes and spends, got it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's usually about one month each, just okay. because of the school year um, with both countries. Sure. Um, you know, four, four weeks, we've had them as short as two weeks, but uh, usually it's four weeks. And, uh, and the U.S. students typically go first because our school year is finished first. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have the flexibility to go and maybe they'll spend a few days with their partner in their school in Europe and then yeah. they spend the summer together. Sometimes they vacation with the family. Sometimes it's just local sightseeing. Okay. But, but living with a family abroad. And then mm-hmm. they usually come back together, fly back together and spend the last month here. Hmm. Wonderful. It's really interesting. Yeah, it, it's it's good to have a, a better idea of what that concept l- truly looks mm-hmm. like. So, um, 
I didn't realize that they did the travel together too. So that's good to know. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's kind of a fun experience also mm-hmm. that they share if they can fly back together. You got to hope that they get along, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know? I am large. certain that they there have been those circumstances where they don't. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Unfortunately, you know, but the, by and large, the experiences are great. You know, there, there are some really um, outstanding matches where kids have gone back and forth uh, and kept in touch. Multiple times, um, you know, after that friendship is made and the families are connected, even the families travel back and forth. Uh, but there have been some that, um, eh, let's call it early. And <laughs> <laughs> this guys, just isn't working Do you guys out. do anything to prepare the student for, for that relationship? You know, like, like have a little bit, like kind of coach them up on having a little bit more open-mindedness. They're not going to do everything like you do. Absolutely. Creative tension. (laughs) Yes, that's a nice term. I might use that. Um, Yes, we definitely do. Um, Now, tomorrow we're interviewing some students, and we're going to have an orientation there. And we have, you know, we have the nuts and bolts. You need to get this paperwork done. But we'll also give them some things to think about, you know, what – when do I bug my sisters and brothers the most, you know, and, and thinking mm-hmm. about they're going to be living with a family for a whole month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes going to a friend's house overnight is maxing out a relationship. Um, <laughs> so these these young people. Yeah. Is that why people never stayed over at my house board one day? <laughs> I'm not judging. No. But, 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 yes. but in reality, that's exactly what we yeah. do is we coach them and there are going to be things that are going to be strange and there are going mm-hmm. to be things that will be absolutely wonderful. Um, I spoke with one young lady uh, yesterday because I was asking her to come for our orientation to speak to the students. And uh, and she said she got along with the family really well, but the best part was the food. <laughs> and she said she would have stayed for just the food, if oh, she, even if she didn't yeah. like anyone else. But it, that was not the Speaking to Joe's case. heart over there, he's such a foodie. <laughs> yeah. Well... Uh, I have to. I have to ask. Um, I want to. I want to know some more details on like upfront what the process looks like in the matching and kind of behind the scenes on how that process actually happens, so that you truly try to find the best match, the best fit, mm-hmm. and make sure that it is a cohesive relationship. But I, I'm so curious on what mm-hmm. that process upfront looks like. Um, well, there's an interview, and we ask some questions uh, about what kind of a match they would like to have, uh, what qualities would they like in a, uh, a match. And sometimes okay. it's being athletic and active, and sometimes sure. it's uh, liking to shop and cook. Um, mm-hmm. The students each write a letter in their application, and there are prompts and questions that they have to answer. It gives us a profile of the students' likes, dislikes, strengths, weaknesses. Parents write a letter to the host, you know, their host family, uh, the partner family, and ex- um, also describe their their student. You know, how does the student handle um, uh, tense situations? How to, and disagreements and um, so we take a look at that profile and well, the kids um, do sports. They're very active physically. They're mm-hmm. um, you know, we want to have them with somebody who can um, be 
you know, athletic and involved also. In Europe, they call it sporty. Uh, <laughs> that's my little, um, sporty or, spice. <laughs> yes. Or we have somebody who uh, lives on a lake and they spend a lot of time doing water activities. Are they sure. lakey? They're, no, they're not lakey. <laughs> <laughs> no. But, but, you know, we say, I might want to have a partner that's at least comfortable with the water. Yeah. In the water. And so we write up a little profile and um, age – First name, age, and, you know, and that's just kind of my little thumbnail profile, things they like to do. Uh, they think they would like to go to Spain, and that would be their first choice. Mm-hmm. Then, I, um, then I have a counterpart in Spain, and, uh, and that's all listed in, the, in some rotary documents that we have. And I send just that little profile information, 17-year-old girl likes biking, running, uh, water activities, um, and he says, hmm, I might have a match for that. Sure. And so if if it looks right, then we will send application, you know, the longer application to each other, read it through. Yep, still looks like it's a good fit, you know, comparing uh, my student application to their student application. Mm-hmm. And then we will contact, you know, we'll say, yep, let's move it forward. He'll contact his kids or his family, and I'll contact my family. Do you accept this match? And they can take a look at the application. And if they accept, then we give them contact information, and they start talking to each other. Sure. At that point, it moves into their, um, you know, their own arrangements. And with Zoom, they can meet each other right away and make all kinds of arrangements. Oh, my gosh. Of course. That's really mm -hmm, cool. mm Mm-hmm. Any follow-up questions there, Joe? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm curious too, like how often does a short-term uh, student become – and go back in and do the longer-term program? Sometimes. Um, but I find that the short-term students, the, in, the students who are interested in a short-term exchange were, would often be students – who would not consider a long-term exchange because of the length and missing out yeah. of school things. Um, and I think uh, if I can backtrack a little bit, you know, as a principal, I would see a lot of really great student ambassadors because this is what we want to do is create mm-hmm. student ambassadors that really weren't uh, considering a long-term exchange because they were captains of the football yeah. team. Yeah. Um, they were Some wanting sort of, to take AP yeah. classes. They they had a lot uh, vested in their high school um, experiences. And these would, be, these would be the kids that would jump at an opportunity for a shorter-term exchange if they could keep everything else running um, – when they got back. Sure. So I feel like that's a really good teaser into our next section, talking mm-hmm. more about the kids and who decides that they want to get involved. So thank you for teasing that, <laughs> teeing it up. So um, as a reminder, you're listening to Searching for Service. I'm Kelly Kirk. And I'm Joseph Kirk. We'll see you in the next segment. Don't miss Leonard Skinner, Darius Rucker, Ario Speedwagon, and Tyler Hubbard at Lakefront Music Fest, July 14th and 15th at Lakefront Park in Prior Lake. Leonard Skinner headlines July 14th with Ario Speedwagon and Blackstone Cherry. Darius Rucker headlines July 15th with Tyler Hubbard of Florida Georgia Line and Joe Nichols. Tickets available at LakefrontMusicFest.com. That's LakefrontMusicFest.com. Produced by Prior Lake Rotary. 
Riverbend Nature Center is a free nonprofit natural habitat in Faribault, Minnesota, with 743 acres, the Straight River, and 10 miles of trails. Despite no public funding, it offers educational programs to almost 10,000 youth and families annually. Riverbend seeks your feedback on its new strategic plan at rbnc.org backslash strategic dash planning by March 30th. Thank you for your time. Welcome back to Searching for Service, brought to you by Rotary District 5950 and 5960. I'm Kelly Kirk. And I'm Joseph Kirk. And as a reminder, if you are tuning in for the first time, we have Elaine Bauman, who is the um, North Star team leader for the STEP program. And so from our last segment, she had teed up for us um, the kids who decide to get involved in the STEP program. We're going to go a little bit deeper into their profiles. So let's talk about that. <laughs> By asking a direct question, I know I was trying to think of a direct question and I couldn't think of one. <laughs> so, so in the last segment, we talked a little bit about the the shorter term. Typically, really attracts people that are really invested in their school year curriculum. So, it's, it, they're not going to take the full year break because they're you know they're in sports or they're in activities that really bring them and hold them close to home. Are there any other characteristics of people? I mean, I think of it as like, hey, it's kind of a cool, like, longer vacation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, you know, I have, I've, yes, we've had some students who have enjoyed their program, their short term, and then decided to do a long term, that it was worth, you know, the experience of being yeah. abroad. Um, we have had some that have gone the other way as well, that have done long term. Oh, sure. And mm. then... Gee, I really like to. I have another summer here. I would really like to yeah. do have another international experience, perhaps someplace else in another mm-hmm. country. So it, it goes <laughs> both ways. Um, and uh, if I may start back at um, when I was the youth exchange officer and working with long term students, um, someone had mentioned there's an option that we're going to start called a short term exchange. And after just being the high school principal, I thought of all the kids that um, could, should be doing mm. some some sort of an exchange, uh, broadening their horizons, uh, yeah. being great ambassadors <clears throat> for um, American, you know, just, just great ambassadors for Rotary. Um, so I was pretty enthusiastic about it right away, and I said, yes, yeah, sign me up. I'll be on the team with you. <laughs> and, um, and since then, uh, going out and... Uh, being being um, the recruiter for the short term exchange, I find that um, it's a little less, um, oh, shall we say, a, a little less overwhelming to think of. Mm-hmm. It'll just be the summer that my child will be gone, and really only yeah. a month, and then we'll have an opportunity to come back. Um, so, I, I it's a little fun. easier to sell. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot <laughs> easier to sell. A lot easier to sell. So uh, I found that. There was a lot of enthusiasm for that, and the first year we did it, we had, I think, two, two, two girls, and, and I'm going to talk about my hometown, you know, River Falls. We had two students from River Falls go. The next year, we had six, you know, and it just hmm. kind of snowballed. And what it did for um, long-term exchange was raise 
the uh, awareness that there are there is an exchange program in River yeah. Falls and with Rotary. And even though they weren't long-term exchange students, it brought long-term exchange students along with it. Mm-hmm. And it also um, provided uh, an opportunity... Okay, many clubs do not do the long-term exchange because they have difficulty finding host families. Sure. This program opened doors. There was uh, a whole group of students and families that had done the short-term exchange that really enjoyed hosting for that month. And sure, we'd be happy to host a long-term student. And um, for that little honeymoon period between the start of the STEP program uh, in North Star and COVID, you know, our district or our club was was rolling through exchange students, and we could take mm-hmm. uh, one or two and find host families quite readily. COVID, however, you know, put a hard stop yeah. to everything, and we're just <clears throat> rebuilding now on that respect. Well, talk a little bit more about the rebuilding phase because everybody that we've had on that's talked about the youth exchange, so we've had three or the fourth, we've kind of done it all month, um, is there's really big challenges with getting it restarted again. And do you feel like that the short-term program could be kind of that catalyst? Because it's like I could see where the having your kid away for a year when we're still kind of putting the pieces all back together, but, you know, that that one month or three month or however you want to look at it, um, the journey could be a little bit more palatable. So does, does it seem like that that's the kind of the inroad? I, I think it's it's contributing to the um, vibrancy and the health of the whole program, both long-term mm-hmm. and short-term, for just that reason. It, familiarity. Um, yes, I know about the Rotary Youth Exchange Program, experiencing it, uh, a lot more willingness to um, step out and do the long-term as well. So, uh, yes, and I see our program doubled in size this past year. We're not... We're, we had uh, 11 students that went out last year. We have 24 that will p- be participating this year. Um, at our largest, we had over 40 students. So we're Oof, we're working God. back. Yeah, <clears throat> we're working it back. Well, the doubling of the number has to be really, um, you know, satisfying. Very gratifying. Yeah, Very gratifying. Because, yeah. because if you can continue to double that, I mean, yeah. you yeah. know, Whoop. you're going to be there before you even know it. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> a little slippery little sucker. Yeah. <laughs> slippery hair, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Um yeah, it is. It's very satisfying to have that many students um participating and um and, and word of mouth. I, I don't care how what you say. You know, it's word of mouth. It's a parent to parent saying it was a great experience for my kid. Um mm-hmm. one student rarely do I hear a student that comes in and says, you, you know, when we ask, how'd you find out about this program? Do they say, I saw a sign in the, you know, yeah. the school cafeteria? <laughs> um, it, has, that, it has happened. It has happened, yeah. but it's not the, the typical way. It's usually my friend, my yeah. friend's sister did it, my friend's brother did it. Through the grapevine. Right. Sure. Word of mouth. Is you have such biggest. a unique experience, too, with being in the schools. Um, but that's the other thing that we've heard from the other folks is, Getting in front of the schools has been challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, how have you used your um, background to kind of help bridge that? Um, <laughs> all the time. How do I? You know? yeah. Yes. <laughs> but I have, 
you know, former colleagues, the people mm-hmm. that I um, that had worked with me, uh, foreign language teachers, world language teachers, um, yeah. uh, guidance counselors, and I'm using old terminology here. I should say school counselors and world language teachers. I think that's the terminology <laughs> now. Um, Did they change it really? <laughs> <laughs> But, okay. um, <laughs> but uh, you know, if they put the posters up and uh, and you can talk to them and explain this, the um, exchange program, they are wonderful ambassadors for recruitment of students. And I've had I've had students who have gone abroad who have been on this short term program. Um, the parents are teachers in the schools, and they also are great. Uh, spreaders of the news, if you yeah. will. I mean, I have I have a couple of schools that I have contacts that I can go in and visit, but there also is a, a great network of contacts mm. in the schools. So. Well, and I'm assuming there are going to be a lot of people listening to this show that are in a similar situation as you mm-hmm. all over. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what's the one piece of advice then? Because it sounds like that you've been able to get some inroads with your network. So if, if you're coming from a place that maybe you don't have that same network is what's the piece of advice for all those that are trying to really pitch their, their youth exchange program? Like what's the, what's the one piece of advice that you'd give them? Okay. Um, well, and let me ask a clarifying question here um, for the club that wants to, to um, launch a program, or, or, or has it? You know, like let's <clears throat> let's just say that there's, you know, Northfield or Edina or you know Saint Cloud as they're trying to grow their youth exchange program. You know, what's the piece of advice for those that are heading that up? Okay, um, if they have had a student that's gone out, get that student in front of other students mm, um, and share that experience. Um, and if, and I guess. You know, there. Somebody had said that there is a letter, um, and I I can't say that I've seen it, uh, so I maybe shouldn't. But that there is an ex- explanation of why um, a school administration should support uh, youth exchange, and it doesn't the ever even yeah the benefits of it doesn't even talk about youth exchange per se, but it talks about global citizenship, and hmm. um, I, I you know and as they say I had not seen it myself. I heard a lot about it. Um, talking to other youth exchange districts throughout the country and the world. But, sure. Uh, you it know, seems to make sense. I yeah. Mean, <laughs> well, better people make better citizens. Uh, and yeah. I, I mean, both of my kids have worked abroad. And I hear so many, you know, so many friends, young, uh, you know, young people work abroad. And I'd love to get some Labor Department statistics hmm. to, to talk about how many of our students currently in Secondary schools will work abroad sometime in their lifetime hmm. because I think it would surprise us, um, and I would love to work on that aspect of youth exchange. We should dive further into that into our next section because I think it's it, it go it'll go hand in hand. So, thank you so much for tuning in to Searching for Service. We'll see you in the next segment. I'm Kelly Kirk, and I'm Joseph Kirk. Don't miss Leonard Skinner, Darius Rucker, Ario Speedwagon, and Tyler Hubbard at Lakefront Music Fest, July 14th and 15th at Lakefront Park in Prior Lake. So me, Mama, like 
Leonard Skinner headlines July 14th with Ario Speedwagon and Blackstone Cherry. Darius Rucker headlines July 15th with Tyler Hubbard of Florida Georgia Line and Joe Nichols. Tickets available at lakefrontmusicfest.com. That's lakefrontmusicfest.com. Produced by Prior Lake Rotary. Riverbend Nature Center is a free, nonprofit natural habitat in Faribault, Minnesota, with 743 acres, the straight river, and 10 miles of trails. Despite no public funding, it offers educational programs to almost 10,000 youth and families annually. Riverbend seeks your feedback on its new strategic plan at rbnc.org backslash strategic dash planning by March 30th. Thank you for your time. Hello and welcome back to Searching for Service, brought to you by Rotary District 5950 and 5960. I'm Kelly Kirk. And I'm Joseph Kirk. As a reminder, you can find us on your favorite podcast platforms. And we do love those five-star reviews. <laughs> um, if you are tuning in for this last segment of Searching for Service, we have Elaine Bauman of um, the North Star team. She's the team lead for the STEP program, and that's short-term exchange program. So this last segment, we really love to dive into the bigger, broader vision of whatever program it is for the guest that's visiting us. And so... Tell us, um, we kind of, we did a little bit of a lead in. So let's actually go back to that because you were talking about pulling <laughs> from the the Bureau of Labor Statistics and stuff. What, Joseph? <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> you were talking about that. So what would that look like? Um, well, you know, I, um, I I would just like to know how many students uh, that we have now at the high school age that are eligible to do some sort of um, experience abroad, um, kind of looking and getting along with people uh, that are different and in a different culture, Mm -hmm. but, you know, not choosing to make the commitment of a full year where they really become culturally immersed, but being sensitive to living in a different culture, living with different, with families that are different, uh, that you just are dropped in cold. What a great experience for these kids to cope with a lot of other, um, I don't know, what what do you want to say, with the changing world, with being Mm -hmm. able to pivot Quickly and and some somewhat culturally smart, um, you know, into the new world. But I, I just think travel abroad is is one of the the best ways for kids to broaden their mind and to. It just creates yeah. so much social context. <laughs> Absolutely, and it helps them adapt to very difficult situations. Be more likely to uh, find a. Uh, diplomatic solution to things, hint, hint, politics. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, one thing we talked about off air that I thought was really fascinating, we talked about COVID. We talked about how, you know, the long-term program has kind of been the star the whole way. Mm -hmm. And with everybody kind of getting back to, you know, being away again, and it really seems like what would make sense is to shift to the shorter term program is kind of that stepstone for everybody yeah. to get more comfortable with that program again. So it'll be fascinating to see if in the coming years uh, we see that shift. I mean, would that be something that you would like to see? I mean, obviously, as the step director, <laughs> yeah, well, certainly. I uh, I would love to see 
you know, step. I would love to see long-term, you know, expand again. Um, but whichever direction we start out and, and move forward with, it's going to be the right direction for us. Um, and, you know, they, there's no right or wrong or no better program. There's just the differences in the program and the mm-hmm. differences of the students that go into it. But um, absolutely, I would love to see uh, if STEP would be able to feed you know, directly or indirectly, the progress and the growth of the long term. Absolutely love to see Mm -hmm. that too. I think that the program has to look at that and say, you know, we're really lucky that we have the ability to adapt one way or the other, right? You know, kind of read the room and say, okay, what seems to fit the mold the best now? And, you know, my take on it, which, you know, take that for what it's worth. (laughs) (laughs) Um. It would seem that the the short – I mean because I think about it and I'm like, gosh, if I was sending my kids for a year, there's just so much uncertainty out there and we're still kind of figuring everything out and yeah. we're still getting comfortable again even though it's three years mm-hmm. since 2020. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you would just think like, OK, a month or three months, that's OK. I can, I can get my head around that as a parent, right? Mm-hmm. And go, wow, this is really great. And then – it's self-reinforcing. Um, yes. Right? Yes. Like that's probably the coolest thing about that program is it's self-reinforcing. The, the kids come back. Wow. Look at what I learned. Look at all the great things. Yep. Cool. I want to go. And, yep. you know, we were talking about that briefly is where, you know, the best thing is word of mouth. Yes. And so just whatever creates word of mouth. So it will be interesting to see what the, the future holds for it. Is there anything else within the program that you would like to see expanded Maybe brought back. I'm I'm not sure what was left or brought back. Is there anything that is is in your like magic wand that if you could, <laughs> well, how, how would it work? If I were king, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, okay. Doing a program like this, there's always the system that supports it, and if I um, and, and we're getting better, but the system is is still building behind it. Um, there's a lot of enthusiasm for the participants, but for those of us in the background with child protection and mm. uh, <laughs> meeting any you know international requirements and um, privacy, I see. You know, we're still working with some of those. Uh, what do you want to call it? Some of those hurdles. Yeah, <laughs> but but they get better Oops. all the time, um, and. Before I, I forget, too, I want, I'd want i like to talk a little bit about the camps aspect. Oh, yeah. You know, the family-to-family yeah. family is by, and you know, far and away, the most popular. Um, that is an easy thing to understand. But Europe has had a tradition of offering camps for international mm-hmm. groups for years. And we have uh, right now about 40 announcements for 42 camps around the world. Europe, um, even some in Egypt. Amazon and wow. Brazil, um, where students can work with a little mini UN group, you know, one or two <laughs> students per country, and have this camp experience uh, where English is the common language, and then they do some sort of a, an activity. It might be learning to sail up in the North Sea, or it might be uh, doing an, an, um, an archaeological dig in Egypt, or on a, a boat on the Amazon for an environmental study. So there, you know, there are a broad array of camps, too, that students who may not even have the full summer might want to do an experience, um, a camping experience. Um, What's the length of time for the camp? 
the minimum is 10 days. The, the, okay. um, the maximum is about a three-week uh, camp. Uh, I can think of one right now that is bicycling around the island of Taiwan is at wow. camp for three weeks. Um, <clears throat> we just had a young man in district in North Star who went to Taiwan over Christmas vacation for a camp uh, there, which was a cultural camp at mm-hmm. Sun Moon Lake, and um, had a mm. wonderful experience. Was willing to give up his Christmas vacation to travel to Taiwan, and had a. And I said, "So tell me about the worst <laughs> part of the camp." He said, "There wasn't a worst part. <laughs> it was wonderful, <laughs> all of it. That He's, is so cool." <laughs> he said, "Maybe that he was tired for a couple of days, yeah. but that was it because it's a long trip." So would would something be where we host? Some of these camps could be a really cool opportunity. That is in the works. That oh. is, we are we are hoping to launch a camp next summer, and okay. and we are looking for clubs and um, uh, that would be willing to sponsor campers. We try no to plug. keep it. Yeah, we keep it. <laughs> we keep it um, to about a two week time period and try to hit a couple of really exciting things uh, that this area, Twin Cities and the surrounding area has to offer. And uh, Mm. we have a a long list of, gee, it would be great for the kids to do this, this, and this. Um, You know, we're we're looking for some financial sponsorship, Mm -hmm. perhaps from clubs that would like to help us support the kids to keep it cost effective uh, here. um, And then... Oh, give some some uniquely American experiences, the 4th of July, <laughs> perhaps a rodeo, perhaps... Uh, <laughs> I perhaps, think of Hamill Rodeo. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Water That's skiing. That's a little bit further water, out there. Uh, yeah. You know, our kids, yeah. many of them, alpine ski great, you know, when they come, sure. international students. Not many of them have water skied, so, you know, some water ski Juicy lessons. Juicy Lucy. Mm, uh. Yeah, got all kinds of things. And of oh course, the gosh. Mall of America, a day at the yeah. Mall of America. And, wow. But, uh, yeah, we we are hoping to be able to bring a dozen students here, uh, okay. one from each country or from, you know, per country, and show them the Midwest. So. Well, if you could leave us with, I mean, because we've got a little bit of time. we got about a minute left. Um, kind of some final thoughts on the STEP program. Pitch it to the people that are out there. I mean, give us give us your little last little bit of advice for step program. Well, look into it. Um, it costs nothing to apply and interview and find out more. Um, and uh, it's a relatively um, I don't want to say low investment because you do have to do some preparation and some orientation. But it is so such a an approachable, such an accessible program for many different kinds of students, and uh, we've we've found wonderful placements for just about everybody. You know, I can count on one hand the number of oopses, but the majority of the almost 100 kids that we've sent out in the last seven years have been great. So, Love it. well, thank you so much for joining us today. We're yes, very excited. This was really great. Thank you to you, Elaine. We appreciate you. I'm Kelly Kirk. And I'm Joseph Kirk. As a reminder, it's time to stop searching. And start serving.